so Mandy, uh, God bless her, was like, you know, you're fucking like, because I was like, I did the deal. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's been along with me for this whole thing. She's like, now you're fucking done buying like. <laughs> and as the words are coming out of her mouth, I'm thinking of single coil 50s PBs, of course. Well, dude, you got. To, I mean, think about what you could turn that. You could turn That's this it. into that. That's the deal. That's I get the, the neck deal. fixed. I sell it. Get make some money. Man, I was even thinking. I mean, I don't know how much it costs, but like, dude, that thing would look nice refinished, if and it would raise. Right. It would. It would raise the gimmies for sure. What are what is a refin clean refin? Uh, refin sixty nine clean. Five six grand. Yeah, because I mean, you're, we're talking seven fifty to I think, thousand. I think for I think if, the, I, fix, the if I fix the neck and leave it, it's. 37 to 42 maybe something around there the refins though it's gonna it's gonna bring more eyeballs like people don't like i love strip finishes but people don't like that shit there, there's a strip finish 66 jazz bass that's been sitting on reverb and maybe the guy just is like an asshole and doesn't respond to mm-hmm. people or maybe he d- forgot that he has it listed it's or been, maybe it's your a bass that you own and that someone else already sold yeah and which is it's still, alive. still on there dude. <laughs> i should write the guy and be like could you please remove the listing on this you know what i don't really care if somebody tries to buy it now let, on him, that thing, let him deal with that yep um, but I will say this, there's been a 66 just like mine. Like it looks identical. It says the strip finish blocks binding and uh, different headstock decal because it's 66. But I think they're asking like 4,500 and it ha- it's been up there for like years. It's leaning against a tree in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> but si- 66 is, is definitely a thing people want. And right? the guy doesn't have like photos of the guts, which nobody's just going to buy something unless you take f- yeah. something vintage, unless you take pictures of the pots, pictures of the pickups. Like you have to prove it to me that this thing is worth it. That's just how people work. Show me the money, baby. Show me the money, and I'll show you the goods. What will you do for money, honey? This thing is sitting all the way in the front of my head. That's so funny. (laughs) Um, Hiding the the bullets. Right away, though, Mandy was like, you're you're done. And then I was like, as the words, I'm like, okay. Single coil coil PBs. But you just also just got done telling me how good it is. It's awesome. And how much you love it. It plays so good, dude. It plays awesome. I mean, you played it last week. but like, I loved it. It, it, I hadn't heard it in a band setting yet. So with Jay on drums and stuff, it was filling in all the pieces. But in, have you done the just like the AB? Yeah, with the with the sixty two or yeah. like I know the P bass is going to knock it out of the park. So no, I I'm not even talking it. about that. But just yeah, like jazz, the sixty two, jazz, jazz. I have wins. To, I think, man, it's just tough, dude. I love my sixty two, but I'm almost like at the point where I'm like, man, this thing, if the dude. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the thicker neck that just makes it feel. You know, like the difference between like a '50s Les Paul and a '60s, right? You know, like the the neck profile or like the 1960 oh, yeah. neck or whatever you want to call it. That the thinner back on it, like of my like more my, more of a D shape than instead a C of shape. like the big fat baseball yeah. bat. Some you just play it. If you prefer it, you play it better. Whatever fits your hand better. So and that you feel like it's fitting a little better. I do, man. I was playing some lines last night, dude. Just, I'm just throwing a crazy let's do crazy it. notion. This is out what there. we do. Have you considered selling everything and buying a house? Yes. Oh, that, I think about that literally <laughs> daily. Like, why do I have all this shit? No, sorry. Go ahead. Too, too fair. Too, too true, my friend. Yeah. Uh, have you considered doing a little swapsies, throwing that neck on the, th- the body? I that thought you about have already. Oh, that definitely crossed my mind. And yeah, I've definitely thought about it because I was like, what am I going to do for a neck? Yeah. You know? Deep down, I what I really want to do is not even get this fixed. I want to sell it as a as a neck that has a truss rod thing and show it all, show the pictures mm-hmm. to somebody who will still pay hundreds of dollars for it, yeah. maybe even a thousand. Right. And then buy one for like 1700, which is probably the going price for a few, uh, 69s that I've seen all the way up to like 2,400 for one of those. Are, and are they available readily? Yes. There are some on eBay right now that I'm watching. How much are they? Uh, the ones that I'm there's, they go between like 1700, which got scooped up pretty quick. Ooh, that is so expensive to, to like, dude, almost like three grand. Just the neck. Just the neck. Tuner, tuners no on there? No tuners. Oh, my. Which I would sell my tuners separate. Unless I just had them to fit and I bought one without and then I could just put the tuners I have on there. Because those still, great. But if you're going to go period correct, those know, are not dude. cheap to replace. No, the tuners. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't sell mine with the tuners and then buy a neck and have to buy tuners. Right. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah, they're worth like 500 bucks. Wowzers. Yeah. Pre-CBS tuners, like the mine isn't pre-CBS. Those, those, yeah, those, yeah. The 62 tuners I have are worth like almost 1000 bucks. They're like 250 a wow. piece. <laughs> I saw a guy selling a set of three for like nine hundred bucks the other day. I was like, "You're fucking just three? Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> I gotta take my sweater off. I'm get a little toasty. You're getting yeah, worked up. I'm getting worked up. I got a sweatshirt on. Yeah, I, I'm still wearing the same grout fit I've had on all day oh, today. Dude, I've been gray sweats all day today, dude. What it? What that base amp? What do? that base do? <laughs>
chip chipping away, chip chip chipping away at my gear dreams, chip chip chipping away at my gear dreams. Wow, that was amazing. Dude, this is what I do, man. I'm, this this has breathed a whole new I, life into I, the podcast for me. You seeing these and I, me getting to enjoy that. I genuinely think in another life I could be a jingle writer. Let's exercise that beautiful, beautiful life here in front of the world's ears on GearBuds Podcast, episode one hundred and ninety-five. Ooh, baby, <sighs> got a big anniversary coming Five up. Five away, dog. I can't, dude. It's, I feel like one hundred was yesterday. <laughs> We were we were hard under lockdown at, at 100, we were. weren't we? We will properly celebrate uh, on the 200. Wow, we got to come up with at least something. I'm very bad at marking the the, the these occasions with special things. Like, I know. I Maybe know. we get a fun guest to call in or something special like that. Wow, for 200, dude, we got yeah. Let's let's put a pin in that. Why don't we? Why don't we put think on the something, back burner. something nice to do for the for ourselves and for the folks with that one? I like it. As we dive on into the symphony of corrections and your weekly reminder, cables are tone tubes. And your weekly thank you for listening and being along for the ride with us. Thank you. We love it. Follow us on the stuff. Subscribe on the stuff. Email us at the stuff. Gearbuds podcast at gmail.com. Gearbuds store. It's a rocking and a roll. It's cooking. It's hot fire over there these days. This guy almost had a big sale the other day. I had, I've had a couple sales. Well, but the, we, the tube, the tube screamer. Oh, is that the, on is, or is that local only? No, that is, that is for, no, that is for sale. I, I sold that, uh, you know, it did sell the, uh, amplifier box. Oh yeah. That one, that one went for asking. Didn't even, that thing has a even, lot of, I feel like I'm like scared of that thing. It's, it's a, a lot it's of a beautiful situation. And, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to clear house buddy. Yeah. Make room for whatever's new. More gear. And, uh, but there's still stuff for you folks to, to check out on there other than the amplifier box. So maybe shoot me an offer, you know? We'll see what happens. Uh, no rare feet this week. Kind of. I think there might be two-ish rare finds of the week mm-hmm. that we can get into. Sure. If you're feeling, feeling, feeling up for it. Love buddy. it. Oh, first of all, and this is this is just really honestly apropos of nothing. I I really I just want to talk about the fact that we were thinking about it, and I've owned seven-ish less Paul-ish guitars in my life. And um. Would you also say that there was never a point where you didn't own at least one at one at all? Ooh, you were never yes. Les, Les Paulless. I was because uh, so the fir- when we say Les Paul, these are not all, all American Gibby no, guitars. Got to work here. your way around it. Yeah, yeah you, you start somewhere. Uh, no, the I I had sold at when I actually when I when I went to the SG the the Gibson SG Classic. You were like, this is the last Gibson I'll ever. I, I no, I was just young and poor, and and but and I, my backup was still the Epiphone Les Paul Custom yeah. that I had, and I eventually, I think, oh, I you know what happened is I eventually got my Jazzmaster and sold the Les Paul to like partially fund that, mm. and I, that uh, Japanese '66 <clears throat> reissue uh, that I had for years. That was when I so then for for the until I got my next Les Paul, which was another which was a no, you know what? I'm I'm totally lying. Yeah, I've the whole time I've had the Epiphone Les Paul special that I've that was my first like real guitar. I've had that forever. So I've always, oh, yeah. I've always had that. You gotta dig that thing out of the grave. I've dude, I have. I what I, I it, that was a two pickup special. I uh just took one pickup out. What fits in there? Is that humbuckers? Humbuckers, yeah. yeah. So I just have a humbucker in the bridge and it, it kind of slams a little bit. Um what kind of humbucker you got in there? I think it's I can't remember what I took it out of something else. I don't remember exactly. It, it might be another Epiphone. I don't know, but it came from another guitar. Do you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. I was just doing the math, and I think I've had seven Fenders. Fender basses or just Fender total? basses. I mean, yeah. yes. Wow. But I mean, jazz MP. But like, and that's not all Gibsons. That's just that's just, that's just right. Not, just less Pauls. Pauls. Very specific. Yes. Yes, indeed. And but. That's, I feel in some ways that feels like not enough, but in some ways I'm like maybe I get a couple. <laughs> Did more. you so yeah? Because when you texted me that, I was like, now are you saying that because you you think that's a low number or a high number? Or just I, an observation. I'll put it this way: when I wrote this note into the outline as I was thinking about this, I put I want more in all caps. There you. Go. So that answers that. Yeah. Not enough. Clearly. I think I, I think I, oh, I you want a Goldie. I want a Goldie. That was Dude, that say. 81 you sent me, that deluxe. Oh. With the greenie all over it. And it went, and it was sub, oh, that sub 3K. It went real fast. What were they asking, like 26? I think it was 2795 yeah. or something, which is not a bad number. It's not. I can tell you this from experience. That tax hits you, bro. It does. An extra like 300 bucks on that fucking thing. 
Um, that thing was cool, man. Because at first when you, I got that in the morning, so I was kind of just waking up and I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, gold top, I get it. And then I looked closer mm-hmm. and I saw that the greening around the gold is like one of the coolest things ever. It's a thing that I want to own. I've I've had a gold top Les Paul, didn't have any greening. We played with a band called the Steepwater Band. They're a blues band from mm-hmm. Chicago. And they had, the guy had a gold top. Stillwater! Right. What's the song? Uh, Fever Dog. Dog. I watched that the other night. That movie holds up. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's great. But the uh, that it, it, he had a deluxe as well. But it was like the '72 deluxe or something. The really popular with the year, mini humbuckers, mini hums, and it was cracked and green, dude. The mm. whole thing was just. Most people would call it ugly. I thought it was gorgeous. A work of art. Yeah, dude. So funny. it's living, breathing art. Mm-hmm. I can still remember it. I don't wow. remember many guitars from other bands. Did it? Did it? Did the sound stand up to the, the looks? I didn't watch their set. <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking at the bar. Just to just to full full disclosure, dude. Yeah. Speaking of greeny, I guess this is, we might as well talk about this one. Uh, did you remember we were talking? Oh, actually, what do you mean remember? I think it was like a few hours ago we were talking <laughs> about uh, some some greeny Kirk Hammett finally got a got a price tag more <laughs> Peter Green slash 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 slashy slash uh they're finally showing up on the verb we got a we got a big old number on those things we do we they're t- both two of them tools of them they're only 50 that they made Two, it turns out it's I fair talked about that but I just remembered twos of them uh, 85 $85,000 $85, I'm I'm <laughs> for not a bu- new guitar I'm not buying a new guitar for 85,000 I'm sorry Gibson I love you guys wow. you did a great job on it I'm sure it well I don't think that's what they they bought them for their resale you're saying these are the on reverb wait what happened to the whole thing I, I thought you weren't allowed to sell it weren't you not allowed to sell it dude there's a five-year contract you have to sign right there, wasn't that the whole there thing? are two of them with serial numbers and these people should be in certificates. jail this is crazy lock them up in the gear jail dude in the freaking Alcatraz. you got to sit there and play squires all day long <laughs> that's gear jail they're little, they're little shitty apps Little radio shack, real sharp fret ends with like those um those quarter inches that have the extra skinny cable, and they're like six feet long. Dude, gear jail is fucking. That is something we need to work on. I think we do, we definitely need to add a gear jail segment. <laughs> I'll send your ass to gear jail, dude. Oh shit. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's a crazy price, dude. I mean, there's so much, so K. many other things I would buy for eighty thousand dollars. I know. Wow, yeah. including. That Metallica V, which I think you're probably going to get to today. I do have that on here, don't I? That was I well, didn't want do, a spoiler. Alert, no, no but. spoiler. But why not? Let's just hit. Let's just freewheel and go with it. Freaking Metallica Flying V, and it's shaped like these the edges on the the M and the A. It's it's like what that you call flying that? M. You call that the bolt? Oh yeah, it's like the bolt. But it design. doesn't do the A. That's the pro- one of the problems Jimmy and I were talking about. This. One mm. of the problems that I and he and I both have. It just does two M's. Right. They which I it. get. It makes because more otherwise sense. Otherwise, it looks like Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ma? <laughs> That's so dumb. So you have to do the Metallica. M's. It's a cool fucking guitar, man. It hit me a little bit harder than I would have thought that someone saying signature Metallica flying M. When I read that before really looking at it, I was like, this is going to be the ugliest thing ever. The headstock is sort of PRS-y, I would describe. Yeah. Maybe a little Dean. Who actually actually makes it? It is made by a company called... Ba, ba, da, ba. Highline Guitars. Okay. Uh, guy, it's, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a, not a big giant company in any way. You know what I mean? Uh, probably small operation. Uh, but also it's a guy called Chris Monk and the team at Inventables, which features the Metallica M on the wing, each side of the, the, the V wingy part. Yeah. And uh, has a Metallica saw blade their like 90s logo mm-hmm. or 2000s logo at the 12th frame. yeah was that from the the load record when they debuted i believe that? that would have been yeah when they cut their hair and wore black nail polish and what guy liner i feel like it would have been and maybe the blade fit better with that design but i feel like the snake would have been cooler as an inlay the coil i up. inherently sort of hate the that logo i know a kid who has it tattooed on his leg i was just gonna say that i'm so glad everybody that knows I somebody get tattooed wasn't allowed to get tattoos when i was that age because there's a chance <laughs> yeah. i would have that on yeah my i think leg. he got it when he was like 18 he's like going that, straight to the tattoo that's part. a cover-up oh yeah it also features signatures of each metallica member oh really yeah they, they're calling it this like james hetfield sort of deal mm-hmm. but it i think it i mean it kind of has some kirk hammity features yeah it has kirk hammett's signature emg humbuckies and a floyd rose which oh. you never see on it 
Hatfield guitar. No, I'm totally not. But it's a mahogany, ebony, and then sheets of sheets of aluminum composite making the M's and some other stuff. It's it's pretty industrially cyberpunky sort of dealy. But it not like it didn't have like shit hanging off of it and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like those no, steampunk no dice hanging those from it. Steampunk guitars that have like a valve on it and stuff. Exactly. It's like, All right, dude, relax. Chill. We're, we don't need to shut off the water main. <laughs> Hey, uh, I need I need 120 volt at the front of the stage. Yeah. I also need a direct connection to your water main. <laughs> it's got a tube like sticking out of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can you can actually the the, the way that you get this guitar mm-hmm. is it's via uh, you win it via donations made to Metallica's All Within My Hands Foundation, which is raising money for the Metallica Scholars Initiative. Cool. You know we always love support. those charities, dude. Especially Chitlin's charities. Yeah, absolutely. And you can donate 10, 25, 50, 100, 250, and 500 is how you make the donations that like enter you into the raffle deal. The winner will be announced March 14th, 314. That's cool. That's so pi- it's, hey, that's Pi Day. And I like that it's, uh, oh yeah, happy Pi Day soon. Um, I like that it is uh, a raffle and not like an auction. Exactly. Now, if it was although an auction, an auction would probably drive the price up, probably would. But it depends on how how, how you look at it because I think a, a donation invites more people to join. So that's, it, yeah, in that way it's like volume. Maybe the volume will yeah. be, will be maybe I'll, maybe I'll make up for it. Yeah, in, I might throw it in I might throw. Box. Why not? Well, Gearbuds yeah. Gearbuds bid going to a good cause. If we if if dude, if either one of us win it, we have to do something crazy with it. Uh, we can't just like have that it's guitar going on my wall. No, I feel like we gotta go. We gotta think a lot bigger. I don't know what it would be, but we make, gotta do something crazy. I could with make it. Charlie play it at our gig coming up in February. Way bigger than that. Oh wait, it's announced in March. Well, we'll have a gig again. Well, we'll go play another show. I'm I'm thinking major publicity stunt, getting some eye boogers on Gearbuds audience. Oh yeah, <laughs> get us, oh we're using that via that dude. guitar. Yeah, oh, yeah, and that's dude. We we're jumping around so much. There's so much more in the I love it, that man. we can it's still even talk. Oh, by the way, before soda. we leave that. Uh, what do you think that uh, there's an estimated value attached to this guitar? Right. What would you, what would you, where would you think it's going to be? Oh man. I mean, it's, it's going to be in the five figures, right? I don't know. One I don't want to ruin it for you. Wait, so they have an estimated value? There is. I'm going to say, I'm going to guess $20,000. It's got it at 10, which I think, okay. I think ultimately it's going to attract more, more than $10,000. Yeah. But I think if that like the, it's like, if they were just going to like allow people to buy this, they would charge that this is kind of one of those things too like whoever gets it you have to have that you have to hang on to that you can't just sell it on uh, for like 10 years probably right it's, i don't know that, that's what they said about those greenie bursts right well didn't th- they those people should be in gear jail gear jail dog first first members of our of our <laughs> new prison system Lock them up. private our gearbuds private prison oh so i mean yeah ten thousand is cool i was trying to think of this because you know once in a while you'll see on reverb like a really cool weird guitar and they'll be like oh this was for like a promotional thing it's a one-of-a-kind thing but usually it's from the 80s or mm-hmm. 90s so i'm wondering if like this will end up in that on that list it at, could at that's a point. good point i'm with that um but what yeah i mean what would you do with it if you had it i would play every single metallica riff that i know on the internet you, from the top of a mountain with fires and the aurora borealis happening behind me through direct in your monitors direct in your monitors as well as a wall of signature amplifiers some of them without speakers both inside. james and both james and kirk setups right um you know what i would do if i want it i would bring it over and have you do that exact same thing so all right that's that's a deal that's a deal bud we didn't. Oh, there's still another rare find of the week. We might as well talk about it because of that freaking ridiculous big moth that we saw. That was goofy. Listed for six figgies. Oh boy, hundred k on a. It was a 1974 Violet Rams Head. Oh, the Rams Head model, specifically the Violet, which is quite rare. I will. I'll grant you that. Right. Fucking six figures for a. Big Muff, it, it it was clearly you can hear us on our eyes on the side of the it book. was it was you know you can see ended listings on reverb and it but it will tell you if it's sold it just said ended so right. you know I think I think someone was having a well having I, a, I kind of brought that up I, I was a like joke was it a joke do they because reverb has to have some kind of monitoring on really big ticket items exactly. like anything over like 50 grand they're like all right dude what's happening because we had that weird telecaster. I would say anything over freaking two grand someone's paying pretty close attention oh yeah but i mean they got they bring out the special forces for the five figure deals someone two two 
two different keys have to turn the locks <laughs> at, at the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> and flip the switch. Yeah, dude, I think that's got to be. They're drum keys, though. There's got to be something up with that. Like, you could list your tuner pedal for $100,000. I think Reaver would be like, we're Let's taking Let's do that. We're taking this Oh, down. my God. Do we don't experiment? even need to get the Hetfield guitar. We, it, can, we can just do ridiculous stunts on Reverb until people have to pay attention and because get our, of, like, the really annoyed article that shows up on, you know, Premier Guitar someday. Get the gear. And they'll be like, who are these gear buds? They're just listing, gear pricks? listing things for insane. Because, you know, at first they have to send the email that's like, uh, did you misprint this? Like, this is you have a ten thousand dollar poly. We might have caught an extra zero in there. Yeah, they're like, whoops. Yeah, whoopsies. You know, like when their site's down, it's like, whoops. And we won't even say that it's like you know signed by Carrot Top or something. No, It'll be, we'll actually be like sweet. Just, just this is what it is. Sweet it's, tuner. Would you write it like a bro? Like sweet tuner pedal, excellent condition. The 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 highest tone tuner pedal you'll <laughs> ever use. Bypass, true bypass. Dude. You'll never play butter. Ah, oh, it's so fun. We should try that and get our account. I was like, dude, there are none for sale currently. Otherwise, to okay. compare, That's unfortunately, fair. there were these. There are, clones are kind of expensive really? for it. Like you can get, of course, you can get a cheap version of anything these yeah. days. Well, big muffs are some of the cheapest pedals you can get if you buy like the low end ones. To- totes, which is so funny. There's a lot of air in those big boxes. Of all things like this gets that expensive. But there are clones that I saw that are not even available now that have sold for as high as one as eight hundred dollars. Hmm. Which this is, one, there's this one British clone that people seem to really like. It's just a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I've played the Russian, like the green Big Muff. I don't know what the big green box one is. Yeah. Is that the, the Civil Sa- War there, or the there's Russian? A, the Sovtech, that's the Russian. Okay. Yeah. And it was cool. And then I compared it to like my Fuzz God, and I was like, okay. They're all different flavors. And it's the, different, and but I, it was also like, I, I agreed, and the friend I was with was like, we both agreed that they had, the Fuzz God had more options. And it, it, you know, might have worked. What's better. up to our good friend? And on the pretty much the Not opposite side about of the, the world, real other side of the pond, dude. Freaking Ben Fulton. Reed, Shout out to Breedwitch. Check out Redwitch pedals, guys. I'm sorry they're, that I just did his. They're awesome impression. <laughs> Reedwitch. Uh, I'm still not over fucking 85k for the greenie, by the way. Yeah, like I, I feel like we didn't put a like a we didn't you know solidify the end of that greenie conversation. But that's that's it. I mean, wowzers. <sighs> there, CME still has one for sale. I'm, I'm God, I'm really tempted to just like be like, just go there. you gotta go play it, dude. I wanna go play it. Oh, Nam show's coming up. That means there's gonna be some news coming up for us. April 13th through 15th. Is that in Anaheim? See, oh, that's right. They moved it to. They spring, pushed it right? back to spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe we maybe say, go say hi. See what maybe happens. Maybe there's some new stuff coming out. There will definitely be some new stuff coming out. New stuff is coming out across all all worlds, including the gear world. And UAD finally made their native plugins resizable. You can. It used to be that, especially if you're using like a nice. It's a very common complaint with Universal Audio plugins. If you're using a high resolution monitor, they would just get real so teeny tiny. Yeah. And you can you can't just like easily drag and resize them. They don't them. just and you couldn't even if it pixelates, you couldn't like drag it to no. make it bigger or anything. And now you can do that. Dude, good job, guys. Good job. It's that's if you're using the native versions, by the ah. way. So just keep that in mind. Speaking of plugins, Mogerfoger, remember those super sweet effect pedal plugins that they released? Mm-hmm. You can now download those with a seven-day trial for free. Come on, man! So I, th- I think maybe you should try it. Face. Just go try them. Oh, uh, that's some plug-in news. Let's get into a little wedding news because okay. there is a really cool story that came out in the old freaking world this week about a couple named Maddie Danger and Jay Aspen who got married, and rather than exchanging wedding rings. They exchanged Gibson Explorers. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, my first question is: Were they the same finish and like model? And like, I mean, question. obviously both Explorers, but like. So I'll get to that. Yeah. They uh, first of all, let me just tell you that there was a gothic theme to the wedding, just Sweet. to kind of paint the picture a little oh, bit. Yeah. They looked very rock and roll. Hell yeah! She looked out of black wedding dress. No, she had a white wedding dress and he had a black tuxedo okay. on, but otherwise very sort of goth, goth metal sort of appearances. They walked down the aisle to Mr. Crowley by Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> and ended the ceremony with the Cure's love song. Cool. Just heard that on the way here, actually. To answer your question, Danger, the bride, gave Aspen... A, class, a classic white model which matched her dress right. and then he gave her the black one an ebony finish very cool 
Wait, did I say Les Paul? I meant to say Explorer. Yeah, you said Explorer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the coolest things I've ever heard. They're both musicians. There's footage that you can see on Instagram, and yeah. it warmed my frozen metal I need heart. to see this. I'm going to. It froze my warm metal heart. Yeah. Not to be too cringy, but like couple goals for sure. Couples goals <laughs> hanging over your bed from we Bed work, Bath. We beyond. work out together. Oh my god, we have such a good relationship. We love each <laughs> other. We're supportive. We have to tell everyone about it. Everyone loves us. No, but that is that is fucking cool, man. Because I mean, cool. a wedding ring is a very expensive thing, and uh, it's kind of cool to be like, dude, let's get something. We're gonna yeah. They said they were looking. They they really both like Victorian rings, but I guess they were just you know like to get that good ones are gothic. extraordinarily expensive, and you oh, know, yeah. and then like that the cheaper ones were sort of a little yeah. not not so good. So they decided this was a much more meaningful thing, and I think that's freaking awesome. And did you say they're both guitar players? Yeah, I think I think the deal is that be uh, funny if like just bride, he played guitar and he was like, "This is totally my." Idea. She's uh, she does play guitar, but I they're more she's more piano and clarinet. Cool. As so they're musicians. They're That's both awesome. musicians. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. I love that. One last thing here in, in the world's longest symphony that we've ever conducted. You know it's going to be a good one when the symphony. The symphony is so deep, dog. There's there's a couple new piece of gear we can get into too a little Great. bit. But uh, this last thing, I just had to I had to get it in that they are doing this. Oh. I don't want to call it ridiculous to, to 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 sway your opinion, but it's ridiculous event organized by Forty Two Gear Island, which is just like if anybody from America doesn't know, it's this big gear event that happens every year, sort of Namish in some ways. Uh, organized by Forty Two Gear Street, which is a, a a retailer, but they're doing this thing. It's called Forty Two Gear Island, and they're sending guitarists from a host of very popular YouTube channels to an isolated island in, in the northern region of Palawan and left with an abundance of gear that they need to put to the test. Shut up. They're being sent there for two weeks. What? Yes. How am I just not hearing about this? They're just, they're, they're, it's, like, it's like Survivor meets uh, YouTube guitar videos. Will this be documented? Oh, they're YouTubers, dog. That's all it's going to be. It's going to be streamed and documented, and there's going to be so much video content that comes out of this. I have a feeling the gear is not going to be that cool. Okay, well, it's sponsored by brands such as Yamaha. Mm -hmm. You know, I love me some Yamaha. I mean, they're a solid company. Sennheiser, Walrus Audio, and Sweetwater. Oh, Sweetwater's going to So they're going to dish out a bunch of shit. There will be discussions, lessons, reviews. Uh, there will also be some more extreme challenges, Dave, such as Henry. How are you not on this island, dude? This is awesome. I'm not a I'm not a YouTube gear influencer, which uh, Damn surf, I mean, we have a podcast. surf guitar on a surfboard. I know we we need to go video and then yeah. we, and then we can qualify. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll aim for this next year. Surf guitar on a surfboard, Strata Castaway, riffs in a reef, and Love Island Guitar Edition. Oh my God. I have like my head just, I pop up with ideas on each one of those, man. And I hope people aren't mixing water and electronics because that's going to get very dangerous. It is dangerous. Uh, it's nine YouTubers. I, th- I don't think I mentioned that before. There are nine <laughs> of them that are going to be there. Like pro- approximately 50 videos expected. Uh, and they've got high end cameras and all that sort of stuff. But Dude, we have to watch this and follow up. Yeah. When is it going to air? Does it say? Uh, I don't I, th- I don't know when in this oh, is actually they're gonna, gonna have to out. like film it and do all the editing, editing and whatnot and yeah so I'm sure it'll be a mad dash to get it out get that content hashtag that's true. world if anybody going. can edit very quickly it's YouTube the YouTubers. YouTubers. and with that tubers <laughs> it's time for Dave to get his notes out well I sing song sing song Dave's docs Dave's docs sing song sing song Dave's docs Dave's docs that's so funny. Um, that kind of had a, like a Crowley kind of theme to it. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't. Yeah. To me. I did. I did. That was my just interpretation. Me, me, me just like saying those words. I man. just have that fucking song caught in my head now. Okay. What are you going to talk about today? All right. I'm going to talk about half of a Dave's doc. Not because I didn't watch the whole thing, but because so my I had the in-laws in town and as they we were all hanging out and. Uh, my my mother-in-law was like, hey, did you know there's a Phil Spector documentary on Showtime? Did you know there's a Phil Spector documentary I, on I Showtime? I thought we talked about this. It just came out. It just came out, okay. Unless maybe, maybe, maybe we... There was a, there was, maybe there, there was a Netflix. There was a Phil Spector... Phil Spector. Like movie. a movie in 2013 or something. Okay. This is Showtime, just came out. 
I didn't know it was going to be one of those like whodunit murder things because that is the story behind it. But it's, it's like a reenactment kind of deal. No, it's full uh, documentary. Oh, it's actually snack. it's actually very good and it's very well done. But I, I want to talk about the first half because they do. Oh, go you into, can't reveal spoilers. Is well, that why? I don't want to spoil it. And oh, man, I think that was a real piece of shit. <laughs> Honestly, fuck that guy. He died in jail and uh, I'm glad about it. OK, that being said. Uh, it does go into the early stuff, which is a really interesting story. Yeah. I mean, he basically learned guitar at a young age. Wait, uh, what's it called? Oh, it's called Spectre. It's called Spectre. 2022. It's so on- not to be confused with the recent James Bond film. Oh, is that what that? Oh, yeah, not Spectre. Spectre. It's Spector. Spector. Um, Trainor Spector. If it's it's on Showtime, it's a four part series. Look, if you like, and you watched all of it, I watched all of it because it's yeah. yeah, it's it was good. I mean, it was very well done. And if you like that kind of stuff, like those kind of whodunit uh, murder series mm-hmm. documentary things that are very popular, you'll like it. Um, okay, then I definitely will watch that. Maybe I'll start it tonight. Yeah. Um, did he kill a lady? I mean, you know, that's kind of what it's all about. Right. So I want to get more into like. The, I mean, I definitely I'm aware of the story generally. Yeah. You know, what I mean, but you're right. Maybe we shouldn't necessarily spoil the whole thing. And, and for, I don't want to just spoil it. I, I want to like kind of go into like um, more about the music stuff. Sure. Anyway, so p- if people want to check it out. That's what it is, but but you recommend that part of it as as like if you found it interesting and exciting. Oh, super and, interesting! Yeah. And dude, any any documentary honestly made in twenty twenty two or currently in the last five or ten years is usually pretty good, like pretty well done. You know what I mean? Like the editing and bold statement. They keep you watching. Yeah. You know, oh, what happens at the end? Oh, you got to watch the next one. Yeah. You know, if it's a series like that, uh, I will say this. So he produced Tina Turner, The Ronettes, The Beatles, Let It Be. Yes, Not a lot of people sure. know that. Uh, George and John solo stuff. Which is why Let It Be Naked is, I mean, it, because it has so much Phil Spector sound in the Let It Be production, that's why Naked exists. Yeah. And by the way, if, I mean, if you guys don't know who Phil Spector is, he was one of the most famous producers of all time. Yeah. Um, actually, the crazy thing is, he got famous when he was like 24 years old. And he was already like, he had a messed up childhood. And he played guitar. They showed his guitar. Mm-hmm. He had an ES-125, which I thought was cool. And he, he was a jazz guitar player. And he ended up writing a hit song with this band. I think they were called like the Teddy Bears or something <laughs> in like 1958. And they basically. The teddy Bear. Yeah. Teddy Bear. And it's uh, he wrote the song. His mom was the manager. And that was fucked up because his mom and him like fought all the time because they talked to the lead singer of the like currently of that old band. And she's like, it was crazy being on the road mm. with them. Uh, so there's a lot of like that background kind of stuff. And then he um, he basically moved to New York. He worked under successful producers. He wrote that song and he quit the band. He's like, I'm going to go produce music. I'm going to write songs for producers at first is what he started doing. Moved to New York, worked with some producers, moves back to L.A. And uh, all of a sudden he started working at Gold Star Records, which was already in existence at the time, which is where he did some tracks, which they didn't mention uh, on Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. He mixed some of the tracks on that. Okay, I don't think and produced some of it. Yeah, and I I learned that in the Brian Wilson documentary. Mm. It's it didn't really get mentioned, but on the back of the record, you can look up like what songs he mm-hmm. worked. I think it was like three of the songs or something. Okay, Carol Kay was in it. She was doing some commentary on love that woman. Also talking about what a piece of shit. He <laughs> <laughs> so I love Carol Kay with all yes. my heart. Um, I feel like she's just like an aunt to me or something. She's all of our she's all of our gear grandma. Oh, she's great, dude. Rocking that Ibanez. And then they came out with uh, the Crystals came out with that Do Ron Ron song. Mm-hmm. The Do Ron Ron Ron. The Do Ron Ron. And that was just like super what that, stardom. What does that mean? I have no idea. It's literally called Da Do Ron Ron, like yeah. Ronald. It's so strange. Uh, no idea what it's about, but I will say this: it launched him into fame. Like he was almost, and I would argue. Next to like Dr. Dre, who was actually like more more noted as like a rapper first, maybe one of the famous producers ever in history of music. You think about producers, hmm. you don't think about their name like, and then this is more at the time too. Yeah, he was a rock star celebrity when he was like 24 years old in like 1965. Or the whatever. only I'm trying, like I think Rick Rubin is sort of close to Rick that. Rubin's up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else, really. Right. George, We're like George Martin, but not here. Like, no one would have known George Martin but even, walking down the street. Ex- that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, they put a, you put a look, well, especially his current look, the Phil Spector crazy. Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, and Rick Rubin has a crazy look. But, yeah, you put a face to those people. It's kind of what was interesting to me. They did discuss the Wall of Sound, which I'm most interested in, because he was most famous for, and he called it Phil Spector's Wall of Sound. And it was on the label on all the records they printed, which was kind of crazy. Phil Spector's Wall of Sound. The Wall of Sound is what he's like most noted for. Yeah. It involved 
four pianos, usually. I mean, you know, it probably varied, but like at least four pianos, five guitars, and like sometimes like a string section. And oh, and they had an echo chamber at Gold Star, and that's where he learned how to use an echo chamber. Mm. And it was basically like the guy was talking about it, like one of the old owners at Gold Star, and he's like, that guy knew how to use it. Like, <laughs> n- like people would come in and be like, we don't know what to do. Right. With this. We'd either use go too much or not enough or whatever. He just knew how to dial it in on recordings, and that's kind of what gave him that notable sound. And it was funny because there were in- there were interviews with him where he's talking about, you know, there would be people like, you know, he would be on like talk shows and stuff, you know, and they'd be like. So how do you get this, you know, what do you get this sound from? And are you working on a new sound? And he's like, no, I do my thing and that's what I do. So he like refused to like do anything but his own sound on people's music. And another thing that was interesting, I thought, was he didn't, he didn't ever want to work on the songs. He wanted to work on the sound, Mm -hmm. but he let the bands handle all the songwriting and like he never tried to change anyone's parts, which I guess you get him a little credit for because... A lot of producers like to step in and let me fix that guitar solo. And, and, but, and yeah, you can. I can see both sides. It can good of that or, one. Yeah, it could be good or bad. I didn't know that. I guess I didn't know that about Phil Spector. Though, I was sort of just thinking about that's that's interesting. That he's only ever, and that's what he's known for. I mean, literally, like His he said, sound. he called it Wall of Sound. Like that's what he's known for. Yeah, even in name, so it makes sense. I just, I yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that, man. That's yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, so that was pretty cool. I mean, that's. Pretty much it. You know, they go into like some of his like love life and all that stuff. He dated uh, Ronnie from the Ronettes for a long time and then he was a total piece of shit to her. Um, Yeah. And he was just always a very paranoid defensive guy. There's a crazy story where he got in with this record label in New York City when he first started working. And I forget kind of the details of what happened. But basically, they they think they kicked the shit out of him because they were tied to like the mob Hmm. and they came in and he wasn't doing something right or he, you know, I don't know what it was, but they, they fucked him up. So from like when he first started doing music, he always had bodyguards. And he would like he would like talk about bodyguards. It. Yes, like two at least two like massive dudes would follow him around everywhere. And they never showed him in the dock, which I thought was interesting. Wow. You know, maybe they had to cover that up. But he was even on a talk show at one point. I think he, uh, Eartha Kitt was being interviewed as well. Kind of like one of those Letterman type shows, okay. you know. It wasn't Johnny Carson, but it was like something like that. And she's kind of giving him the business because I think she kind of knew the background <laughs> and she's like, I don't like this guy. And so like saying this on television yeah. and then the the interviewer guys like trying to be like, oh, OK, OK, well, you know, and they were kind of picking on Phil, but he was a dick anyways. But he was awkward and he he kept doing the kind of like thing where like people get bullied and then they just be like, oh, well, I've got two guys in the back that'll show you what's going on. Should I bring them out right now? Yeah. And maybe, the, you know, kind of like flexing his muscles with these guys and stuff. Huh. So he had a lot of defensive insecurities and stuff. So. Uh, he was a total fucked up person. I would say if you want to just get into the music part of it, watch like the first part of the four, and then the rest is kind of like if you like the uh, Who Done It Murder shows. Yeah, that's okay. Kinda... That's that's a great synopsis. Do okay. There's you a know, little. You know, I'm gonna ask a little more. Any more gearsies? Uh, tons of old gear, obviously recording gear and things that you would probably recognize. Uh-huh. Over I we already uh, mentioned the 125. That's the cool. 125 was the major standout guitar. Um, during the interviews, like because they're interviewing musicians he used to work with, there's like Cool Hoffner bass in the background, mm. Ampeg B15, that kind of stuff. I will say this: you, uh, a lot of people don't know he recorded with the Ramones in 1980, their last record. Okay, and they wanted to work with him, and he was like, "All right, I kind of like these guys. I want to see what it'll be like to, re- re- you know, record a punk record or whatever." And they said it was the worst experience of their life. And they're interviewing like an old interview with the Ramones from like the 80s. And they're like, fuck that guy. Wow. Well, what about it? <clears throat> well, he would notoriously keep a gun on his control desk and he would wave insane. it around. One time during a John Lennon thing, I think it was John Lennon's. Uh, I wrote it down. What record? It was Oh, the rock and roll album. He recorded that and they were partying so hard because I think they were both like godlike at that. Point. Mm-hmm. They're like. We don't even care about the music. Let's just get fucked up all day and we'll just lay down tracks and just do crazy shit. And at one point he's waving the gun around in the control room. It goes off and puts a bullet in the ceiling. Holy shit. John Lennon was just laughing because he's like, oh, he's got like blanks or something. And the next day, like somebody picked the bullet out of the ceiling. We're like, John, like, dude, this guy's shooting off a live like revolver oh in the fucking control. God. He was a maniac. Um, so, yeah, th- that's kind of the that's kind of the whole thing with it. Um, but, yeah, I think it was good. I mean, it was really well done. I don't love the whodunit murder documentaries. I don't even think I gave it a rating because I don't really think it'd be fair for Dave's doc. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were even thinking about it separately, no, like just like the first episode the versus first episode, the whole thing. Yeah, first episode, I'll give it like a solid 7 out of 10, mm-hmm. but like nothing, you know, I wouldn't like rush to it. But it is so funny because this whole thing started when Mandy's mom was like, hey, there's a Phil Spe- Spector documentary and this is on like Sunday. And I'm like, dude, I got a Dave's doc for this yeah. week. This is great. 
And then we started watching it and I look at Mandy and I'm like, oh, this is one of those like murder docuseries things, you know? Um, but it did talk a little bit about the music. Dave's docuseries. Yeah. So that's, it's straight away a tad, but I wouldn't say don't, you know, don't pass it up. Uh, let me just see if there's anything else. Yeah. I think that was pretty much it, man. Nice, man. Um, Spectre. Yeah. Fuck that Spectre. guy. But he did some great stuff. So I think at the end they kind of wrap it up like. Hey man, do you appreciate his music? You know, kind of the artist from the art thing, and that's all that always stuff. that's always a tough one, yeah, buddy. It is, man. So struggle with that one. Makes it tough on the rig. Tough Dave's talk all the time. Well, good Speaking job of, with uh, the Dave's talk, bud. I just want to say we didn't mention this, but uh, R.I.P. Uh, David Crosby. We didn't say that. I, I, yeah, I, we, I. It's hard to do an R.I.P. every week. I know? know it's been happening too much, and I don't want to bring the whole thing down. But no, I figured right. since it's kind of already down anyway, I definitely listen to a little Cross Stills Nash. The uh, Deja Vu record. Is oh, yeah. the first vinyl, I think first or second vinyl I ever bought with Mandy on a bro- we had like a broken record player that could like barely work hmm. and we'd listen to that record and I still have it and I love that fucking record. That's so beautiful. It's kind of a tie to my heart, but I've I know got, you know what I've got that mixed, on vinyl over there. Mixed as well. feelings about uh Crosby Stills National, no, but I'm a fan. There's some good songs. It's not yeah. all good. There's some good songs. Nice, man. Nice. Okay, let's uh let's talk a little bit of new gear coming out. Let's do it. I think the first thing that I'm probably let's just get into it because I'm most excited about it are those new those new fenders that got announced this week with the gold foil pickups. And I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, it's dude. been such a crazy week that I forgot about right? those things. They are the gold foil Telecaster, Jazzmaster, and Jazz Bass or Yaz Bass, depending. On it was where a Yaz. It had a lot of Yaz. Which are the, it has these new sort of vintage looking gold foil pickups. Uh, the Tele, two versions. There's a white blonde and candy apple burst. You know, I don't really like a candy apple burst, so the white yeah, blonde's got my vote. For sure. Uh, but both uh, include uh, mini humbuckers uh, with mahogany under the paint job and an option of matching or black headstock. Jazzmaster is available in Shoreline Gold, also my choice, or mm-hmm. Candy Apple Burst, again, not my fave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it kind of look, it looks more like a Jaguar. It has three pickup switches, but they're to control the three gold foil mini just to turn them on and off to turn them on and off does it do the phase switching thing you know i don't i I didn't see anything specific about that yet i I didn't i don't think so i think it was just the pickups on and off although i'm sure you could wire that and i i I, I just want to say because i texted you this i wasn't mad at the look of the candy apple burst jazz master with the black headstock and i usually hate that you do but it's something about the gold pickups that kind of set the whole thing off for me it offset it i don't think i'd buy one but like you know yep um, and then uh, finally, which I think was the coolest of all of these, the uh, Goldfoil Jazz Bass, mm-hmm. which has an ebony fretboard, with 20 frets, and a gold foil single coil. So it's not the hum- mini humbuckers like the other guitar, like the electric guitars are. Um, all limited run. I think it was like 500 or something. It wasn't. A, it was not a huge amount of these guitars they're making, and it made in Mexico. Yes, they are. They're pricey. What were they? Were they thirteen? Around thirteen, twelve ninety nine or thirteen yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, for a Mexican made, which they do a lot better quality. Those now prices like, have gone up across the board. We're, you know, we're boomers when it comes to the the gear MIMs. We're get, we got a gear boom at least once a week. <laughs> I know. Um, I will say this, man. Again, I I feel like I almost say it every week, but like, shout out to Fender for doing something different again. You know. Yeah. I mean, I gotta hand it to him, dude. Like, I will say Gibson rules the world with the color the colors they come out with on like some of the new lines mm-hmm. of stuff. All this fucking cocaine white and. You know, all the cocaine, but no, um, and shout out to Zach. That was actually his, but I want to say, I think they're cool for being like, let's make a jazz master. Let's throw gold foils in it. I don't think in the history of Fender, they've ever had a gold foil guitar. I don't, not that I can think of. And I want to talk about gold foils for a second. I would love to talk about gold. Uh, well, these, I, these are, let's take a step back from the situation for a quick They set. look like gold They foils? look like gold uh, foils, but they're not what we would typically, I didn't read that part, consider a single there those used those like in vintage guitars those are single coil mm-hmm. gold foils or like, like the current the ones mm-hmm. that they make or i think lawler even offers them a lot of companies sure. yeah make yeah them now uh those are i mean you can put whatever you want inside that freaking box that's a and good point man do what you want to do but uh, you know to historically yeah, yeah they're they're not typically the mini humbucker variety it is cool though i like that they I don't know what's going on on the back end of Fender if there's like new people running it or but someone's coming up with like I like out of the box ideas and I can appreciate that. Oh, by the way, the jazz bass available in two tone sunburst or sonic blue. That's sonic blue with the matching headstock oh, and oh. the lollipop tuners. Lollipop. You know, sucker. 
Oh, and I will say this. You're a sucker for lollipops. That's a oh, new game. That's I didn't a even new try to do that, right dude. There. That's a bumper sticker, bro. Gear um, bumper sticker. Gear bumper sticker. I did notice this, and I have to say, this really impressed me. The ebony fingerboard instead of the powerful yeah, that right. they usually yeah. use. That's, I mean, that's a, I would assume, a more expensive the wood. Ebony. And with the binding, with very the binding. nice. Very nice. Very nice. Dude, I just, I. I need something with a gold foil in it. Dude, look. I don't want to get your own ruffle your feathers. Yeah. Right here, we were talking gold foils quite a while ago with that 12er project you had going. Well, I, dude, I knew that's where you were going to go. And I, I, and ruffle, I, I, you know, I, I like to push. feathers are getting ruffled. I like to poke the bear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was more of a cat. Right. <laughs> 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 like a sassy cat. Poking the tiger, dude. <laughs> Grabbing the tiger by the tail. Easy from the tail. We both got gray sweats on. Oh, man. we are gray are sweating it up just tail. to give you guys a, a visual today. I'm in a full-on grout fit. <laughs> uh, I, I'm what excited do you think? about these guitars. I Will I buy them now? Because, will you buy a used one? No, because I don't play. I never yeah, play yeah. Fender guitars. That's true. But I do like Fender basses. And I've got mm. one of those that I like enough. That I'm, but I, I, I want a jazz bass. We all know I want a yep. jazz bass. Do I want something uh, like this? No. no. Probably not. I would get no, something you'd old. You'd probably get something old. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. I, good for them, dude. I'm, Love yeah. it. I, I think I think those happy. are awesome guitars. What else do we have that is worth talking about? How about this uh, new Keeley pedal that I just saw that I think is pretty neato? I love Keeley. They just announced the new Parallax Spatial Generator. Dude, naming pedals has gotten so wacky. <laughs> Guys, come on. Well, I think the reason that he went so wackadoo with this one is that it's one of those combo pedals where it's got a couple yep. effects in there, and it's aimed at the the, the shoegaze guitarist market. Oh, not a musical uh, style. It's not Dave's favorite genre. Yeah. You, I, I, I think maybe I could make you like a, a little bit. I think maybe you could show me some. Stuff. One of the reasons that I think you probably don't like it is because. Bass is like is, is non-existent. It if well, it might. Be, it's more more so felt than heard. Yeah, ethereal bass isn't really my not Dave's thing. But no, this ahead, this please. takes two. Oh, I think I have to sneeze. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Woo. You know, if you're ever out in the day and that happens, look up at look the at sun the sun and it pops right out. Yeah, I think that's an, that's an old. Is that an old thing? Yeah, well, just for that's a, a gear thing. tip. That's a little that's touch, little touch tip. Try this old gear, old wives, gear wives tale. The parallax takes elements of two existing Keeley pedals, the caverns delay, and the shoegaze inspired reverbs of the realizer for one do it all ambiance machine. Okay. Listen to some demis. I think it sounds pretty damn cool, man. Yeah. yeah, like I, I, it's you. You could probably get some more sort of just like standard in the box kind of sounds from it, but like that's not the point of this thing. It just, it does pretty far out there, spacious delay and reverb sounds, and then it, it also both of them self oscillate, so you can make it get oh, all cool. crazy nasty. Is take it, it over the top craziness. shimmery? I think there might be one of them that has a sort of shimmery sound, but the demos that I listened to focused on more of like the hall kind of sound, okay. just like big cavernous sort of deals. Uh, the reverb has um, three different options. Uh, they are the soft focus, which is inspired by the Yamaha FX500, which is just like a famous shoegaze reverb that bl my bloody Valentine used in a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. uh, a reverse reverb based on the cult classic Yamaha SPX90 and Elisa's MIDI verb two rack units and then a hall reverb which does have an adjustable octave up shimmer according to this the demos that I listened to did not have it on there but it's nice to know that it's adjustable because if you don't like yeah. the shimmer thing yeah swipe it on out take it or leave it uh it also I didn't know this uh, in Keeley's builds uh I don't know if they're all like this but I think it's it sounds like most of them it has a hundred percent analog dry signal so no matter what you're always going to get your full analog dry sound which is not always the case with pedals sure it also has remote control trs jacks for if you use a pedal switcher which is amazing i didn't realize that that was also a feature and then it has a mono true bypass and trail switching for both the delay reverb or both which is amazing yeah like it does it's just, a lot it just kind of does everything it's available now super limited run only 500 units Ooh. will be produced Here's where I ask. What's it gonna cost? What's it gonna cost, Mister Dave? Two ninety nine. You got two of those numbers right. It's like the Price is Right over here, dude. 
Because you got flip. You're gotta, gonna, you're do I have a, to guess which one? You have one to guess have which to number you got. You get to choose flip one, one, one number and One ninety nine. That would be way too cheap for that pedal. Three. That also doesn't work. You said two of the numbers are right? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, Three, sorry. Three ninety nine. Two nineteen. Oh. Yeah. Those weren't the numbers I was thinking of. <laughs> Which, yeah, not bad. I mean, two, Dude, that's two a full great effects deal. Well, and like one I box. Said, I was like, one ninety nine. I'm like, that'd be pretty cheap for all that. Yeah, two nineteen. So two nineteen, I could spend that. Yeah, I, I, it sounded really good. Yeah, give it, give it a listen. I, you know, yeah, I like, I you know, I like a limited dish. I love a good demo too. I, 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 and I did just sell something for like almost exactly two nineteen. Yeah, so. Straight swap, dude. No harm, no foul. Oh, except for my freaking pride. But it'll make the podcast better. <laughs> uh, a couple other things came out this week that I want to just quickly mention. Duncan, by the by that mean I mean Seymour Duncan. Oh yeah, has announced a couple more pickups this week. Nuh-uh. Yeah, and they are both Billy Gibbons related. Oh shit! Here we so go. So for the past three decades, one of the most requested custom shop exclusives has been the BG 1400 which I guess is Billy Gibbons something or other designed for this pickup or the, the pickup was designed for Telecaster players looking for a little bit more beef mm-hmm. uh, but going to keep that twang still hmm. uh, so it's a stacked pickup which is a pair of overwound coils on top of one another so it's gonna, also going to be silent or you know as close to silent as you get yeah. with that sort of thing noise canceling bridge pickup slightly more compressed but it's got a nice attack they, they describe it as having bodacious presence there we go across I all was the waiting strings. for the, the buzzwords and not only that the other most requested thing back since the late 70s has been taking the very famous seymour duncan pearly gates humbucker mm-hmm. which you find in countless les pauls here and here and there uh they wanted to make one that fits into a single coil such as if you want to put in the bridge of a Telecaster or a Strat or whatever. Oh, is it desires. like a stacked one? or is it It's a- one of those like uh, looks like a single coil shape, but mm-hmm. then it's got like two really skinny rail- sets of like pole p- adjustable pieces on there. Cool. Uh, but it's a Pearly Gates one of those now available for all you Tele rockers out there. So you, if you, I've had, I actually had a sort of like s- similar, not a Pearly Gates, but like that dual rail Telecaster style humbucker yeah. and a bridge of a Tele once. And uh, it it's it's beefer. It's, yeah, that's a big fat sound. Let me ask you a question. Like, okay, didn't I mean I I know Billy Gibbons. He's a Telly guy, but I think he played a Les he's, Paul. Well, he's a early. Les Paul and a yeah. Telly guy. I mean, the, the yeah, that that fifty nine is a famous Le, guitar. Overall, like, what's the? I'm trying to find the right way to word this. What's the point of making? What's a, the point? A signature guitar player's pickup that. He didn't play a modded pickup. He probably played a stock, you know, let's say it was a, you know, 59 Les Paul or something. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I get that we all can't buy they, that. What the pickup is, is them trying to model the bridge pickup in his 59 Les Paul, you know, the original PAS. Right. So they took that and modeled that to make what is his signature pickup gotcha. for. And, and he does have that pickup because he doesn't just play. Like he also plays those big fucking goofy fuzzy guitars and stuff. Like he <laughs> oh, plays yeah, a lot of different dude. stuff. So he'll stuff. put he'll put his own signature yeah. pickup in some of those other Okay, guitars. I was just curious yeah. about that because I'm like, well, your tone, I mean, these guys, like if you were like, I'm going to sell you a pair of Getty Lee jazz bass pickups. I'm like, well, they, he just played a 73 jazz bass. Like it wasn't. Uh, you should go get a 73, right? Yeah, or like get if a. If you're trying you know, to get that sound is what you're saying. Get a jazz bass. Yeah, it's just kind of like they didn't. It wasn't like, oh, somebody tinkered with this and made it a thing, and yeah. now we can sell this like modified thing. You know what I mean? Like, usually the way they do sell those things, because I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not. Usually the all. way that they sell those things, I think you're doing fine, is it's like we're taking the pickups from Getty Lee's 73 Jazz right. Bass, and then also he's then come to us and said, if I could make them even Ooh. better, these are the things that I would tweak about it and yep. make it more modern or whatever. To his ear. Exactly. I got you. Or maybe he's, maybe he's whatever. He's had so other pickups that he wants to work in. Maybe Billy was like, this is actually, this is, I approve of this. Uh, oh, you know Billy's involved. Cool. I like He that. is. I like There's that. no question. He works, him and Seymour Duncan are buddies. Yeah, because I, I forget, I just saw another ad again. They released those like Muse pickups, like the Matt Oh, Bellamy, sure. Which are sick because they have like the imprint of like the first album yeah, on the thing. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. But also, I'm like not, not that, my taste. that big of a Muse fan to buy yeah. those. But my point is, like, you know, yeah, he had to like sign off on those and then be like, okay, like uh-huh. I approve of this sound, you know. Uh, so I, I guess he signed that. off. He signed off and yeah, that's cool. I'm probably going, oh, how, 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 how. Down, 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 down. 
They're uh, touring. I'll They're hail touring the fans. again. I think. I love ZZ Top. Yeah, man. they replaced. Uh, well, Dusty passed yeah. away, and they uh, they got another bass player with a beard, and he's it was their it was their tech. That's he right. Grew it was the, the beard yeah. for the band. That's so. Cool, and he man. was always clean shaven before that. And yeah, I knew they the songs sort of anyways, like guys. Surprised that he could grow such a fucking yeah. ripping beard. I heard they're kicking ass out there. So, dude, shout out. You know who's kicking ass. You are in this episode. We you want, are, want to talk man. about one more piece of gear real fast? Yeah. You know what we should do real fast, though, Let's before do we do that? Let's play a little game. Well, the, I don't know if it's a game. I just was. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you, wanted to, if you wanted to put a little bow, perhaps, tie a little ribbon around the uh, multi-episode saga that we've been yeah. detailing sure. on, on the Jazz Base. I don't know. I mean, obviously, things have changed. I just didn't know where you want. We could delete whatever, or edit oh, any no. of this, too, uh, if you don't want. I just don't know how you want to. Where, 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 obviously, we've got a lot of rapt listeners wondering This what has happened. been a four-week saga now. So uh, I officially own a 1969 Jazz Base. Congratulations! Thank you very much. Uh, let's just say, uh, without disclosing the price, the seller and I negotiated a fair price. You know, they say uh, a good deal is done when both parties walk away feeling like they got fucked. And uh, that's kind of what we're at, so no. I'm yeah, I don't think you got super I'm pretty happy. I told you the yeah. price. I, I won't disclose that to the listeners, but... Um, I'm going to keep it You're for a while. You've done good, Dave. I played done it good. at practice last night. She sings like a songbird. Uh, I'm probably gonna, not going to have to get the neck fixed anytime soon. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the last four episodes Yeah. Uh, if you're new here. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking killer bass. It's, dude, this is what happens, man. We buy gear that I'm like, I will sell this and, then and make don't a profit. And to sell it. And I played it with the band, and now I want it to be my number one bass. And but, you're going to be divorced just like oh, me. Oh, my wife is not. And I, I should say, because I don't know if that part was going to make it on, but my, my wife was like, this is the last bass you are buying in a long time. And as she was, the words were coming out of her mouth, <laughs> I was picturing a single coil <laughs> 1950s P bass. <laughs> I have a sickness. I am down with the sickness, dude. Oh, so that's all. Yeah, but it's uh, it worked out, man. Everything worked out. Uh, I sent the guy some money. He's cool with me owning it. I'm cool with him giving it to me. I did say, you know, he was actually very interested. It's so funny how the guy ignored me forever, like weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And then, and now we've been in like transaction. We're still messaging on eBay, by the way, because I don't want to. <laughs> he's like, hey, call my number. I'm like, I'm not calling you, dude. Even through Google. I just didn't want to. I don't know. I have a weird feeling about it. So now he's messaging me back and forth. He's very interested in the progress that I decided to make with the base. And he wants like updates once in a while and stuff. So it's kind of like when you adopt a dog and the people are oh, like, so I want to hear like how the dog's doing next year and stuff. So I don't Man, know if, if I'm going to do that or how, not. Yeah, if I was him, that's, it seems like a weird masochistic thing to want to like have that. Cause I, I mean, in the end, yeah, ultimately he like doesn't have the base and it's, I just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like if Why I was in his shoes, I would want, or I would, I would just like not, feel so great about the situation that i like want to keep thinking about it this is a fun topic for gear just side note have you ever sold something where you would want and you kind of just answered it but like where you would want somebody to be like Hmm. now i would want to know that they're still playing it i think and that it didn't just like get flipped for profit and like i feel like a dick well that's yeah it's like what i guess it's more so about like how i feel about the deal itself oh yeah if you made off enough you're like whatever yeah yeah i I would love to see which he didn't. So that's kind of why I'm like... That's eh. what seems a little strange. Um, I will say this also, uh, the last thing. He doubled down on the corrosion on those pots. That's wild. The guy's insane. All of a sudden, he knows everything about pots, but he doesn't know what a truss rod is. So I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. That was weird. I bet he, I, it sounds way. like he knows everything there is to know about a different kind of pot. Oh, and apparently he has a home you know studio and five other bases, but he doesn't know what a truss rod is. So, guys, thanks for listening. That was the saga of the 69. If you come see Hot Bloods live... February 22nd will be at the uh, Montrose Saloon and I will hog that show most most likely if I can get this bridge pickup sorted out most likely be pay- playing that live at oh, that show dog as if I needed any other reason to be there yeah so there you go you can also see me it'll probably snow I'll probably be there bopping along one last piece of gear I want to talk about because I think it's pretty freaking sweet uh, and we don't talk about record- recording gear all that much around here but this is pretty cool because it, it's it's directly relevant to me uh, let's just be honest. Uh, I, you know, I have the in my totally unnecessarily overwrought current recording setup that has way too many channels. I have an expansion setup with those Focusrite preamps, mm. and they're pretty good preamps, but they're never they're not really like that all that expensive. They got the job done for what I was trying to do, but yep. I've always thought about maybe sort of taking a little bit of a, a step upgrade. up. Yep. In steps, audience with their new Evo SP8. 
So Ooh. it's basically the same type of setup where it's eight channels of pre that you just, you know, don't really have a whole lot of like knobs or anything control on front in the front. There are combi jacks in the back so you can go uh, line level TRS or you can go with an XLR, you know, my cable. Like that. And then they're really designed to be used how I'm using my focus right currently, which is via ADAT. So you can send Ooh. over optical connection. Yeah. You can send eight channels or depending on how you have it set up, you might need two optical cables, but that's a separate thing. This is sort of the same deal. Eight channels come in, come in and out via ADAT is how that's I would cool. use it. However, it's got a little bit more going on than that. It's got what are in their even much higher end new products that audience is selling the, their, these new preamps with this really cool technology called smart gain. So basically on one or as many channels as you want at a time, you, pl you know, you plug your mic in, you stick it in front of a snare drum and you start hitting the thing and then you press this button and then within 20, less than 20 seconds, it just like dials it in. Shut up, dude. But not just one at a time. You could set up Do eight a whole mics kit? on a whole kit, press Shut the, the smart up. game button and then it just like dials. Has the this ever existed? Uh, there are there aside are from like a auto gain yeah. things out there for sure, but I don't know of a single like one button just like so you don't have to like set it in adjust it. You, you can right, and, of course. and I'm sure you probably still you will. would. I mean, yeah, but it, it makes it so it basically it and it yeah. won't. Does it set it so it can't clip then essentially? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So so, it, so you're gonna have to make sure when you're testing the signal that like you would tell any. And like you, if you're if you're line checking, sound checking, sure. anything, you always have to like hit get up to what you're going to be at your loudest, and you know you never want to be, you know, uh, above that. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, it's also 14 inches wide, so it's a little bit skinnier than mm. your normal rack mount piece of gear. So you can is it do a tabletop? Like, it's like it's like it, but it's still like two? it's it's no, it's a single single oh, row okay. sort of deal, but you know tabletop. Uh, but then it also comes with little ears that you can attach to it that also nice. will allow you to like easily rack it. You said uh, you want. Event makes this? Uh, audience. Oh, audience. Yes, yeah, they've been around. They've been making preamps and doing the doing the dang thing for many years now, so they definitely have a, have a good reputation. Uh, it also, the other really nice thing is if you're interested, in, they have a full interface as well, and it interfaces <laughs> directly with that super easily with a couple cables, where it, and then it all just shows up like in the software all as one thing. Nice. You can set all of those 24 channels or however many you have set up at the same time with the smart gain. It all like really nicely integrates no that shit, way. No shit, dude. Yeah. It's a uh, it's that it's is pretty like cool. Really and I, cool and I've been here. thinking about like I just like thinking about flipping that focus right for you yeah. know just because I get I get itchy with stuff and I was like oh this will 100% slot right in for that and I could even go tabletop with it and just use it with my Apollo twin that I have dude that's so well. cool so um, what are we talking here because I this isn't my world so I couldn't even guess right now. it's honestly way more affordable than I would have guessed for for what it is four ninety nine shut up yeah. This thing's so it's more expensive than the Focus, right? A little bit than I have, but you know, uh, has some new fancy technology. Is, is someone going to take this auto gain technology? I'm guessing they have a patent on it, but like, I can I'm see sure somebody like smart you know, UA is like their own like, special thing. Yeah. But I'm, I, you know, there there are ways where you can achieve the same thing and not call it that, and right. then still sell it as a unique feature. Because so it sounds pretty do. unique to me. I mean, I don't know if this exists, you know. Uh, it's it's you know it's unique to me too. I'm sure that again to your point, there are other things that have have done sort of probably similar ideas. I've never come across something that's literally just as easy as like you set it in, set it up, you stick the thing in front of it, and yeah. then you press a button, and then it just like does it for you. Especially eight channels at once, yeah, which it's is really so cool, fast. Dude. And then and then you get you get sort of a nice level. You get your headphones set up however you want it, and then and then you start tweaking and sure. getting it where yeah. you want. Yeah, well, it. it's nice you have the option to dial it in, of course. Exactly. Um, Holy fuck, dude! Four kind of blew my mind there. Eight freaking channels. Yeah, I almost didn't even. You know, I almost didn't even bring that one up. But it was just like, uh, seemed, it, dude, it was you know, I love like people on the just on the cusp of like coming up with some some new ideas, some fresh things. It's fresh, and it and it was fresh in, enough that like I who haven't even thought about buying any more recording gear in like a year. Yeah, because I just I have too much of it. Um, that was like, yeah, I think I might get me one. Yeah. Now one last thing, because hmm. I know we're probably wrapping soon. Sure. But and this is a beefer. Okay. Uh, do you want to bring up the JHS thing that I sent you the other day? If you screenshotted it. 
Oh shit! I forgot. That was about a that. mantra that I feel like is hilarious and very gearbuds. Well, there the were time. like fourteen mantras. <laughs> yeah. In there. I don't know. I don't. Do I? Think Maybe that, next. I week? think we should save that for next week. But do you still have I, the screenshot? I, I, I know that you it. sent it to me, and I yeah. know that I saved it. But I one thousand percent forgot about it until a second. That is very gearbuds material. Yeah. And as uh, and we could do a whole episode just going through yeah, each one of those. I think we should. I think it'd be kind of fun, or at least like a seg yeah. a segment. Because there were like yeah, it was like twenty things. Which I agreed with some, I hated some, and I loved some. So, which is what exactly Isn't that, that what list perfect, was designed to do? Yeah, yeah, perfect comedy. So, uh, we'll maybe we'll hit that one next week. That's a good call. I totally forgot about that. Let's make sure that uh, that gets on. There. Listen to one ninety six guys, and we'll talk about that. Big old one ninety six coming after this, which was happy big one nine five. Happy one nine five, my friend. Yeah, let's start. Just, let's start congratulating ourselves. <laughs> end of every we did episode. it another week. One hundred ninety freaking yeah. five. No shit, dude. That's a it's a pretty cool number. Well, 95 is a great. We didn't number. say that, but you know what else is great? You hanging out with you, my buddy. Dude, I had so much fun. I, I told you, I texted you earlier. I'm like, this has been the shittiest work week. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to just sit down and talk some gear and bust some balls. <sighs> I feel like we we accomplished both. Gears talked, balls busted, kicking ass and chewing gum. I'm all out of gum. I'm all out of gear buds. <laughs> And uh, I think we're all out of episode two. But yep. if you did make it with us, thank you so much. Thank you guys. We love y'all. And uh, now that we're here, why don't you go make some music? <laughs>